It's Saturday, February 16th, 2019. 2019! And this is Room in the Trees. This is a podcast about living a creative life and taking some decisive action. Room in the Trees is brought to you by Trent Reynolds and me, Sabrina Ward-Harrison. Show notes uh, can be found at roomintheTrees.com. Please leave us a review and rate us on iTunes. And if you want to be a supporter, please go to patreon.com forward slash room. And tell your friends. Yes. And you can find us on Instagram. I'm at, at Sabrina Ward Harrison and Trent, you are at Trent Reynolds Art. Is that right? Yep. All right. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. I'll do this. Lots been going on. I'm just, I'm joking about because I'm so happy to be doing this podcast. We're committed. I'm committed. Yes. Yes. This is a new beginning. Re-beginning? Season, you, you call it season three. Season three, three yeah. Probably. It's season yep. three. And it's going to be a lot coming at you, folks. I was just in the grocery store reflecting upon when I put out on Instagram what would be people want to hear about what people's favorite episode episodes were. I was thinking about the the apples, leather weather, and the <laughs> and the apples and the kind of the chicken and sweet potato thing. I did pretty heavily. Yeah. I've made an adjustment yeah. about that. Adjustment about the chicken and sweet potato situation. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> What's the adjustment? Something. Something. I <laughs> and I I bought ten of them today was pork tenderloin. I I didn't know Whoa. about that in my life. <laughs> you did 10, you bought 10 pork tenderloins. Yep. 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 They were on sale. So I had them each individually freezer wrapped and <laughs> I just didn't know. Oh. I always thought pork. I thought pork and I was like, eh, no, I didn't grow up eating it. And uh, it's tender. And it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, ten. Do you know how many tenderloins there are per pork per pig? I think probably one. <laughs> does does, <laughs> does a pig only have one one tenderloin? <laughs> one loin. Or or are there multiple loins? <laughs> I have no idea even where that where one would look on a pig for its loins maybe the loin is like the inner leg the inner thigh of the cow is is that the loin <laughs> on both sides of the pig's body <laughs> i don't know not sure we're gonna have to so check this out we might loin. have to edit this <laughs> we might have to check uh to stay edit tuned this next, out no uh, stay tuned for next episode we will have answers sure there are plenty of people that would like to educate us on lunch Tenderloins, though, you got 10 pork tenderloin. Yeah. I'm on this. I just, I, I, I'm just on this kick. Like when I get on a kick, I just get on the kick. So, um, you're not joking. That is a kick. <laughs> it's just protein. It's just, you know, I like the flavor of them. There's one, the one of them is marinated in chipotle raspberry marinade, and the other one is mesquite, uh, cherry. Like there's, they're known for cherries here in northern wisconsin that okay. sounds fantastic they're really I'm, good they're really i'm good. a fan of pork tenderloin myself you are yeah i just never, never had had it along the uh, similar lines i have recently uh as in the last two or three months 
um, gotten into sous vide. Oh, what's that? It's it, it's a style of cooking where essentially you you cook stuff in hot water. You there's a special device. It's this like uh, it kind of looks like a, a submersion blender. You know, like uh, yeah. Those. But it's a it's a heating element that you that you suspend in water in just like a big bowl. And then this thing circle cycles the water through the bowl and heats it up at the same time. So it keeps the water a very consistent heat. Mm-hmm. And then you put uh, whatever you're cooking into a bag, a plastic bag that's like a freezer, heavy duty, like non-toxic bag, food, food bag. And you uh, cook it for longer periods of time at lower heat. It, if you've never done it, it sounds a little strange, but um, it's fantastic for meat because you don't get dried out meat because you cook it at a lower temperature for uh for longer and then you just when it's cooked and safe to eat like it's it's cooked for long enough you just sear the outside yeah and so it's super juicy and uh and it's kind of hard to mess it up how do you spell that sous vide s-o-u-s-v-i-d-e and i have i have cooked uh pork tenderloin uh, sous vide I have, and it is. It was indeed fantastic. Because the problem that I, that I've had with pork uh, tenderloin when I've I've put it in the oven in the past, and then I just overcook it, and it's a little bit dry. Anyway, uh, sous vide. I'd uh, definitely check it out. So, what uh, we're going to talk about today? Talk about what uh, what do we talk about on this podcast what do we talk about on here we talk about the talking about decisive action was going to be something we're going to talk about yep a little decisive action i wanted to hear uh, some of your thoughts about what you've been up to this past several months you have been very focused laser focused even we've we've uh we've checked in periodically so i'm kind of generally aware of what you're up to but I just like to hear kind of what your experience has been and things that you have learned along the way. Mm. I guess I'm, I'm being very vague, but I'll uh, kind of let you decide what, what parts of it you think are worth talking about. Is yeah. that fair? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've been definitely in a phase of life of very laser focused and very excited by what I'm learning and what, I'm seeing, I'm experiencing with my audience of great, great people. Um, I finished, so I launched the course Untethered and we, and that ended, it's um, be six months coming up this May, I mean, March 6th. And that was just such an incredible, incredible experience to have a window into and be a part of and share with and uh, with all these wonderful people from all over the world who kind of formed this fantastic community of support and expression and um, rule breaking and warmth. I really um, have gotten, it got me really excited to kind of do more. I I thought to to have something to go from an idea to think, want to help people untether to seeing, you know, people posting, you know, in South Africa or Germany mm-hmm. or Bahamas or South Dakota, these, them, them doing these projects and having these experiences and taking them in their own directions. It's just been like, 
seeing that come alive has been so exciting to me. Hmm. Really, really, truly. And seeing them support each other. I think that's gotten me barely excited in the future is forming this community, these communities of people that right. um, are just thinking, thinking of having great ideas, great thoughts, insight and so I, I imagine one of, and we've talked about similar types of things before, that one of the concerns about um, doing online types of education uh, would be that you wouldn't feel as connected or present in the group and with people. Has yeah. that been the case? Or um, it sounds like you've found, that's that's kind of what I'm, I'm, I'm more interested in uh, or most interested in is that, yeah. like, what has surprised you about how it's felt to to do workshops online rather than in person, which is what you've, you know, done in the past. I think the getting over the self-consciousness part of it, once you're over that hurdle, which is pretty big, you know, just thinking, I don't want to be on video and I'm self-conscious of what I'm saying as I'm saying it, then you can just be yourself and then let your, your random and your silly come out and, um, and be okay. Just like, just as, as it is. And so then I can really get into, the, the mode and the being that I am when I'm in person with people and the, the technology, I think it's, I, I think it's pretty satisfying to people that, that, that they're feeling connected with me and each other. And especially just seeing people connect with each, each other, you know, maybe that they've, they had spilling open my books years ago and now they're older and they're now they, but they have that similarity of, of value and appreciation for expression and, and there's a way at which people that resonate with my work resonate with raw real authenticity and to see people then bonding through the, with that same force and energy is just really mm-hmm. great there's not a lot of people that are like okay i'm here to just learn this i don't want to let my walls down it's people that are really mm-hmm. like yeah i've got Ooh, like let me express myself and let me seeing you that person just the interchange is really wonderful mm-hmm. um one girl named stephanie made sound a soundtrack a musical soundtrack mix mix not a soundtrack but like a mix a musical mix music mix on spotify for each of the books that's awesome it was really cool she made one for and she made one for the course so what came from that is a sense of what i what i learned through connected with everybody was that they really want to be guided through creating their own books that they'd kind of always wondered how I put spilling open together and how I transferred, you know, took from my own journals and brought them into make creating pages with them. And like kind of what I left out, how I translated my writing from my journals and how I kind of chose the art that went with it and how that juxtaposition worked and how that flow happened. And so I've never really, sh- I n- not really, I never have shared that process entirely and um, from beginning to end. So I am just putting it all out there and really looking forward to, to sharing that this, um, this next spring, this coming spring. So it's, it's, it walks people through your process and do you give them some, uh, I guess, instruction or or prompts or something to help them come up with their own pages and yeah, it's going to like, it's going to really start with like the the mental confidence and limiting beliefs and sort of not knowing how to do it, but doing it regardless and 
for me, it was a lot of the, my brainstorming, mind mapping processes. I have all those original big pieces of paper that I, I mind mapped out each of the first. I did a huge list of all the things I wanted to have in the my book. And then I was did this mind mapping of what when I as those themes, themes start to show themselves. And then so it's a it's a it's a way that there's. You know, the book looks like it's random and it's, but it's really has, there's an internal structure to it that makes it work. And there's a sequence and a, a flow to it emotionally, I think with the words and also with the color palettes throughout each section in the book. And um, hmm. so it's not just about like, how do I put a cluck, you know, mixed media book together? Cause anyone can do that, but it's really, mm -hmm. how do you, how do you decide what, what words, like you can have a whole page of writing in your journal, but you know, what words really speak that needs to be shown and how to balance out. I'm saying a lot of things right now. I'm sorry. I'm talking so fast, but no, like going. choosing, That's... I'm just so passionate about this stuff. It's like choosing, you know, what, <clears throat> what you, you make larger for me, like what I would put in black ink, you know, in a heavy brush pen versus like in light in pencil, like along, you know, perpendicular along the margin, like how to work with the text that you have, and how you evoke right. emotion with that, that text, and then the imagery that that comes with it, and, and also, I'm a firm believer like this is not a book that you need to go sit down and write it. It's got I think it already exists within the parameter of your home. I'm the writing can be come from what you things you've written in journals. You're you know it could be it's all within you and around you. Like I never right. created new. It, like new photographs for spilling open. I didn't say I'm going to go out and photograph, you know, just do this photo shoot to put in for the book. Like you can feel in that book that is not done that way. It's like it kind of the alchemy of how images match up with each match up with the words is a really beautiful process in itself. Right. So um, that's, that's really interesting. Really excited about. Yeah. Well, it, it, um, it seems to me like some one of the frustrations that you've talked about in the past, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like some you've been frustrated in the past that sometimes people will take your aesthetic mm -hmm. and basically make their own Sabrina, you know, make their right. own, uh, basically a, a mimicry of what you do. Right. And that's kind of missing the point of your work, right? right? Is that, that it's driven by... Uh, you know, the content, it's driven by something below that, uh, its material existence. And for people to really capture the power of your work, they're going to have to plug into their own, uh, you know, their own content, their own, uh, yes, does that make sense? Like, exactly. It feels like you're giving them a, a way, uh, instruction, not just how to use ink and how to paste down paper, but how to get at the root of what drives your work. And that is, you know, this uh -huh. really intense, personal, authentic experience. Uh -huh. That's, that's really, really cool. I hadn't really, uh, I, that is not what I expected you to describe. So that's, uh, and I don't even know what I expected you to describe, <laughs> but I think that that really, uh, seems like a pretty fantastic way to go. And I, I look forward to the variety that that will, you know, inevitably bring. I know. know like, 
Yeah, I know. I know. It's interesting in like in college or in any art school you go and there will be like five art teachers at the school and you know you'll get students that kind of congregate around each of the different teachers and you'll end up noticing that all the students kind of make work that looks a lot like the teacher, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, they're they're kind of learning how to how to come come up with stuff that they like, but it you know, then when you see a student that really is able to go beyond and and tap into something that's uniquely theirs like there's something really that that is special about that and it seems like that's what you're going for is not to recreate little yous all around the world but to yeah. give people empower people to to do it do the same thing for themselves exactly exactly and just also the freedom like like make it make it, i remember our episode about make the ugliest painting you can find or the ugliest painting you can paint or something like there's a way it's like let this be the like let it just get it like get it let it be like i wanted i'm saying to my intern megan i said can we just call this make your shitty the shitty a shitty first book or something like that like that (laughs) that great Anne lamott line in bird by bird where she talks about shitty first drafts like you just get it out you get it down on paper you just go you just do it and um yeah. there's a way at which is like, there's, you, you don't, the preciousness is not going to help the book be any better. Like right. it, it's the exercise of making it like, just make it just, let's do this. Let's just, just let's just do this. And right. I, I think the limitation when I made spilling open, if I'd had five years to make that book, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be remotely interesting. It would be like, I would have second guessed and showed it to someone and been like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to share that, but I had like, I just had to keep shoveling out, you know, spreads every week and, you know, bringing them in my car to the publishers and coming back doing 20 more. And there was not a lot of time to sit and wonder and, you know, wasn't like sitting around on InDesign, you know, tinkering with whether I was going to justify it right or left. (laughs) Like it just, it was, you just, it was go time. So I want people to have that experience, you know, if they really do resonate with that, that work, Mm -hmm. I want them to have that similar level of exploration and force of action, decisive action. Again, there we go. Decisive action. Decisive action. Yeah. And the one, the other thing that kind of stood out to me when you're just talking is, is that, you know, they don't have to come up with all new stuff, you know, that, that's, 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 I think people feel this kind of pressure or anxiety about coming up with something new and fresh and something they've never done before. But, um, you know, like I, I have, well, I'll, it happens often in classes where I'll have a yeah. student that has done something and something's not right with it. And so they, they they feel like they need to do something new or start over or scrap it or, you know, like, um, when really they just need to take what they already have and just rearrange it a little bit or, you know, or see it in a different way or, you know, it's not they need to add anything to the equation. They just need to finesse it, you know, or rearrange it. Anyway, I'm saying the same thing over and over again, but I think that's a, that relieves the pressure of, you know, or anxiety about, you know, coming up with something that's, that's new, entirely different. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, 
the other, this other one thing that's happening is I decided I want to take a small, I don't think I've even talked to you about this, a small group of people and go have a friggin' true living experience in friggin' Italy. <laughs> I no, take, you didn't tell oh, me. Oh, I haven't told you this? I'm going to take no. six people and just like concept wise, just go live some life. <laughs> because there comes a point in time when you have to go live some life. So, <laughs> right. So that's happening next September. <clears throat> and I have four, I've interviewed pe people can apply for it. And I'm interviewing people interviewing people. And I've chosen four people out of the six spots. So um, it's been really, it's really fun. It's really, we're staying this. I'm, I'm not going to give away the location about this place that is, it's um, a little further north. It's near um, Verona, and it's just really exciting. It's so that's totally happening. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah. So, can people, if people are, if somebody's interested in in applying to that, um, yes, you can go. Well, well, I'll put a link in the we'll put a link in the show notes. Also, in my bio on Instagram, I have a link tree where there's a few, you click on the bio link and there's a few different links and there's one there for clicking on that to apply. So it's very, Perfect. it is very expensive, but it's, um, it's kind of a once in a lifetime scenario situation. So I'm, I can't wait. Wow. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. So of we were go ahead no you go ahead I, I, was I am excited about what we filmed i am excited about what we filmed in santa monica a few months ago uh for those of you who want to see room in the trees in action we friggin painted our butts off in santa monica at trent studio and uh filmed it we had a great aj this guy filmed it um wonderful woman and Kate has been editing it and we are really excited to share it with you. This one is a, about a 20 something minute long and we're going to have it be, uh, well, Trent, Trent will tell you what it will be, but I just want to say how it's, I had, there's not a lot of footage of me making art uh, at all out there. And this is, this has just been really, <laughs> this is, was really friggin' funny and Go ahead. What it, do you think? It is. Well, I, I would have to say the same is true for me. There's not a whole lot of footage of me <laughs> out there making work, but, and it's kind of uh, disturbing in some sense to watch myself, you know, because it's, it's always such an internal process, Yeah, you know, to see yourself doing something is completely different, but it was so much fun. It was so much fun doing it. And, um, and I really felt like it was a great learning experience all around. Like just, felt like it was it was wonderful and the edit and kate's been doing a fantastic job editing so uh really excited to get that out uh this is new territory for us so uh we're still trying to you know figure out what the right model is this is uh you know we certainly don't have all of this figured out so um we will be curious to hear what people think and and what the response is both to the video and to just how we are distributing it. But for now, I think what we've decided on is that uh, we will make this video available to Patreon subscribers 
who are subscribing for uh, the amount of $1 an episode, or you can just uh, go and download it uh, for a one-time payment uh, at the website, roominthetrees.com. For $35. For $35,000. <laughs> no, for... <laughs> For uh, so for people who are not subscribers, um, you can download the video at the website roomofthetrees.com for a one-time payment of thirty-five dollars. And what are we doing in that video? What's happening? What are we doing in that video? We are what? What aren't we doing in that video? <laughs> we do everything. Um, no, we are. We're painting. We're making three big paintings and. Uh, together, there, so it's a collaborative project. We're all, we're working on the same three paintings, yeah, uh, at the same time, and it's a ton of fun. With no plan going into it, no plan, no plan, no conversation about how collaboration works. Um, it was so funny. I think your example about the the uh, Basquiat and Warhol. I've got to see that documentary about them working together on a piece. Yeah, if you haven't done that, definitely recommend it. I I don't even know what I searched for on YouTube, but I I'm pretty sure it's it would probably be pretty easy to find. Just type in Basquiat Warhol collaboration or something like that, and it is so funny to listen to Warhol. You know, he just kind of has a stream of consciousness <laughs> dialogue about <laughs> how Basquiat is ruining his painting. Anyway, it's fantastic. So we're really interested in bringing Room in the Trees to life that way. So whether we start teaching it course it continues um are we filming these sessions together but um we're the dimensional dimensionality is that is that a word dimensionality sure yeah just like okra yeah. okra <laughs> okra, okra. The color okra. <laughs> yellow okra i thought it was okra not ochre yeah so but what we the theme seemed to be decisive action and that's what yeah. kind of feels like the title for this this uh this piece that we did the the video and we acted uh we acted decisively yeah i thought uh, that that idea of decisive action i i don't know when you're making artwork if you're not decisive if you don't act out of confidence even if you have no clue what you're doing that tentativeness or that insecurity comes through in the in the work so i think there's something really important about decisive action like even if you don't have no clue what's going to happen, you've got to act like you mean it, right? You've got to go yeah. into it with a certain amount of confidence. I think that's a really important idea. What would you say? What does decisive action mean to you? Just starting, just putting a color down, that's putting just, just like everything we did. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really articulating it, but decisive action is deciding. I'm going to, I'm going to try this. I'm going to just, I, I don't, I'm not going to test this out on a, a little piece of paper first. I'm going to just try it. I'm going to just right. put that on there. I'm going to make a mark. Life is short. Use that color. Do try this. It's just not letting things be too precious. It's just not that interesting. If you just think, well, right. let me try it 17 other ways on scrap paper. The scrap paper is going to be more interesting than the piece. I'm sitting here with my hands on my hips, like just sitting on the, I, I this look of like freaking decisive action in my hands on my hips. I'm talking <laughs> to you right now. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, I, I guess decisive action is just where there's also so much joy. You're, it's it's the aliveness. It's vivid. It's 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 happening. It's life is happening. You're in life happening. Like children, like your yeah. wonderful girls, they live in a in a light a life of decisive action. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's something to it of uh, it's not just the kind of action, but it's like the the attitude you bring to the project. It's like you are, you have made a decision to make these actions yeah. and you're going to be completely there. You're not going to be in the future, like projecting this out and, and worrying about what it might be. You're not going to be in the past by worrying about how you've never been good at drawing or never yeah. known how to paint. Right. You're just right. going to be there and you're going to do it and you're going to decide to do it no matter what. And without, you know, this, all this baggage in the past and in the future of what it might or has to be. Right. Right. Like, right. If I had hips, I would have my hand on them. But <laughs> when you get chubby as a man, you just lose your hips entirely. And they just, you know, maybe I can loop my thumbs in my belt. They take a very confident posture. Yeah. No, I think uh, decisive action, very important. And um, man, how do you teach that? Um, oh man, a lot of ways. I, I think, well, I think my process that I did with, with folks and untethered was definitely, I think I love taking people out of their comfort zone. Like you're going to do this, you're going to get this, you're going to use these cheap materials. You're going to use this limited, like all limited, limited, limited. So you can just not like it takes away the sense of like it's almost too many choices can be debilitating. So for sure. Um, and I also think a sort of sense of time frame. Like we got this again, if we could have spent, you know, four weeks working on those three paintings, but we had an afternoon. We had I was there, we had an afternoon mm -hmm. and we did it. But you know, we didn't sketch it out first. How boring would that be? Right. <laughs> yeah. And it was there was anxiety involved. It was not uh, you know, completely free of Oh, there's all kinds of things. <laughs> there wasn't, it wasn't tension free, right? Like yeah. it was, anyway, that, I think, <laughs> I think people need to check this thing out because it is, uh, it's worthwhile. I was surprised by how much came up for me around thinking I had to, res trying to resolve something and with color. <laughs> I learned a lot from doing that. I learned a lot. I thought about a lot of stuff after that. So we'll have a discussion. We'd love to hear your feedback about it and what you want, what definitely let us know what you want to know more about and yeah, for sure. see us exploring. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another episode of room in the trees and look forward to decisive action, a room in the trees experience coming soon for Patreon subscribers and uh, on our website, room the trees.com. And now go out and <laughs> decide, decide, decide. You get some pork tenderloins. <laughs> 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 there you go go get yourself a pork tenderloin <laughs> cook it up marinate it eat that pork tenderloin <laughs> decisive, with decisive action <laughs> decisively eat pork tenderloin yes and uh, thank you for joining us we, we are excited to be back this is season 3 